0: King of kings and Lord of lords. We bless the name that is higher, higher than any other name, God. We want to sing out your name, Jesus, in this place. Because you alone are worthy. Come on, is he worthy of your praise? Come on, he is worthy. Jesus, we bless your name, God. We want to lift your name higher and higher and higher and higher. Jesus, come on, keep telling him, Jesus, you are high and lifted up. Come on, can you push forward this morning? Can you wake yourself up this morning and say, God, you're worthy. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised, Jesus. Jesus. ¡Ecuator! on high, we praise you. And with one voice, we come together. Our one desire is to praise you and lift you up in our surrender. With eyes on high, we praise you. And with one voice, we come together. Our one desire is to praise you and lift you. Come on, shout out! We are, we are meant to make. high Jesus If you say one more time, we are free. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we are free. yeah. We're free, Jesus. We're free to worship you. We're free to live for you, God. Show I want you to tell your soul to wake up this morning. Come on, I want you to tell your soul to wake up this morning. The Bible says that I will bless the Lord at all times. Sometimes we got to wake up and tell our soul to bless him. Come on, all over this room, I want you to tell your soul, say, wake up. He's worthy. Come on, tell your soul, say, wake up. And praise Him. Wake up and praise Him. Wake up and praise Him this morning, church. We're not playing games this morning, church. We're here to worship a God that is alive and well this morning. Come on, this God is alive. This God died for your sins and he rose again. Come on, this God is worthy to be praised. Come on, tell your soul to worship him this morning. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, if you come to praise him. I want you to push forward this morning into this altar right now push forward into this altar come on come out of your ro- out of your seat come out of your aisle and I want you to come up to this altar this morning I sense some hearts that are sleepy and we want to wake up this morning come on I want you to push out of your seat right now come up to this altar we're not going to move any further right now until our eyes are fixed on him <laughs> Shekharaba bako. terabako Shekharaba so so Jesus you reign you reign this morning Shonama mama terababa You are welcome in this place Holy Ghost Come on this time is for you Come on, I want to remind you of an adversary this morning, an adversary named the devil. And I'm not saying that to scare us this morning, but I want us to realize that there is someone that wants to steal your attention and your affection. And as we start off this year, he's still working to get you off your, your sight off of Jesus, but not in this church. Come on, not this morning, church. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus in this place because he reigns. Hallelujah. With eyes on high, we praise you. And with one voice, we come together. Our one desire is to praise you and lift you up. In our surrender, with eyes on, oh, eyes on high, we praise you. And with one, come on together, sing it out. We come together, our one desire. Is to praise you and lift you up. And with eyes on high, with eyes on high, we praise you and lift you, Voice, We come together, our one desire is to praise you and lift you. One more time, with eyes on high, say, with eyes on high, we praise you. And with one voice, we come together, our one desire praise you and lift you, yes Lord, lift them up in this place, hallelujah, we lift you up, Jesus, we come together to lift you up, Lord, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, we worship you, God, we thank you that you reign, we thank you that you reign in this place. Hallelujah, God. We worship you. We worship you, God. We thank you that you reign, Lord. Have control in this place, Lord. We just want to see you, Spirit of the Lord. Raise your hands and say, Freedom, raise. Say, Freedom, raise in this place. Come on, say, Shower. Showers of mercy and grace. They're falling on every face. There is freedom. Oh, we believe it. Say, Jesus, raise. You ready? thirsty this morning so there's freedom there is freedom yes Lord we come to you Lord this morning if you're if you're tired and you're thirsty there's freedom there is freedom come on we give our all to you Lord so we give our all to Jesus there's freedom our all to you Lord so we give our all to Jesus You believe it, say, Jesus. You to rain in this place, Lord. Come on, if you're hungry this morning, just raise your hands to Him. Raise your hands to Him and say, God, fill my heart with your presence. Fill this place with your Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. We're hungry for you. You are here to satisfy. You are here to satisfy, Jesus. You You believe He's here in this place. Keep raising your hands. Keep focusing your eyes on Him. And say, God, do what You want to do in my heart, Lord. Do what You want to do in my heart in this place. Oh.
1: Celebrate your victory this morning, King Jesus. Be glorified and be magnified in this place. We bless your holy name. We worship you in the beauty of your majesty. Holy, 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 holy are you, Lord God Almighty. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. We thank you for all the victories. We thank you for being with us, God, through the valleys. And Lord, our prayer this morning is that you make us strong, that we would be disciples, oh God, filled with the fire of God, that we would take the good news of the gospel and preach it, God, to the ends of the earth, that we would be disciples that make other disciples. Receive the glory. Receive your victory, oh God. We thank you for the power
0: Ghost. Lift up your hands all across this room. Yes, Be filled with all the fullness of God. If you're hungry, say Jesus. I want more. Come on, lift up your voice. Say Jesus.
1: the glory, all the worship. Oh, Jesus, you are beautiful. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. He is worthy. He is worthy. In Jesus' name, we bless your name, oh God. You may be seated this morning as we dismiss the King's kids to go into the back with their Sunday school teachers. How many of you guys are excited about Jesus today? Excited about what God has for us in 2015. Greater things are still to come. For those that don't know me, my name is Nancy Wyrostek. I'm one of the apostolic elders here, and I'm going to preach the gospel to you this morning. And as I do, our ushers are going to be passing out the communion elements. We take communion on the first Sunday of every month because we believe that it is an ordinance that the church should do in remembrance of the Lord. If you could please turn with me to your Bibles and try to multitask as the trays come by. I'm going to be preaching this message for you this morning out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I have good news for you this morning. Jesus came. We celebrated his birth and every day we celebrate his birth, uh, death, burial, and resurrection. And the good news that I have for those of you in this room who are not right with God you've never been born again Jesus came so that you could have life because we were all born sinners and because of that sin we deserve destruction we deserve to spend eternity in hell but in 2 Corinthians 5:17 we have the good news that is available to us through Jesus and this is what it says therefore if anyone is in Christ. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And in light of the whole series that was preached last month, I want to encourage all of you who are born again, let's live this out every single day of our life, knowing that we are a new creation. And for those of you in here who are hurting, who are broken, life was not fair to you. I want to let you know that Jesus can give you a new life if you surrender your old life to him. Because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary on that cross, you can have a new life. The Bible says it clearly. It's not lying to us. It's not a joke and it's not a game. When we come to Jesus and repent of our sins and say, God, come and live inside of me. Make me a new person. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from my wickedness. I turn from my ways and I look to the cross. I look to you. He makes you a new creation. Let today be your spiritual birthday. Let today be the day that you have become born again by the power of God the breath of God to breathe inside of you, to forgive you of your sins so that you can live a new life in Christ. Amen? If that is you, I want us all across this room to close our eyes. And if that is you this morning, I want to pray for you. For those who already have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to prepare your heart for communion. Just start praying to the Lord. And for those of you who need to get right, I'm going to pray with you right now. You're going to have an opportunity to come up for prayer during the hangout time. We will have prayer workers up here. And I want to encourage you to come and receive prayer from them so that you can learn how to get discipled and live for Jesus. God, I thank you for every single soul in this room. I pray for those that are not right with you, God, who are lost in their sin, for the ones that are hurting and the ones that are broken, that need a new life. I pray, Jesus they would say yes to you today that today will be their spiritual birthday that today they will be born again made a new creation that their old will be gone and that the new life that you died to give us God would come for them I pray God that you give them strength that they would humble themselves before you God so that you could lift them up in Jesus mighty name I pray amen and amen if you could hold the cup of juice in your hand like I said before, we take communion the first Sunday of every month because we want to practice this in our church, so that we can remember the Lord's command to us. The bread signifies the body of Christ that was beaten and bruised for us, and the juice represents his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of, uh, of for the sins for all mankind. And the Bible it says, In the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the cup, and he took the bread and he gave thanks and he told us to do this in remembrance of him let's do that this morning uh, i'm gonna pray and then we'll all take it together as a church family amen god we thank you for this juice and this wafer that represents your body and your blood i thank you jesus that you took our place so that we could be forgiven so that we could be given a new life and made new in you We repent of our sins, known and unknown to us right now, God. We cleanse our hearts. We make ourselves right before you. And we do this in remembrance of you, God. Bless this juice and this wafer, God, and receive the glory from our life during this communion time, God. Amen. Let's partake of the wafer together. You're ready. You can drink the juice as well. Hallelujah, Jesus. The band is going to get ready to lead us in that other song, in in this song of worship. God, we thank you for your blood. If you could all stand up to your feet with me this morning. Let's give the Lord praise this morning. We're going to sing this song close out and as we sing this I want you guys to put your eyes on Jesus and remember the cross we can never forget about the cross that's what makes us victorious the cross separates every religion there is no God but our God he is the one who stands and he stands alone he is the great I am Woo! hallelujah come on lift up your voices Mother, without fear of persecution, God, we thank you for freedom. Bless our time today, God. Bring America back to you, Jesus. Be glorified and be magnified. And everybody said, amen. Give the, give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Woo! He's got the victory in Jesus' name. Woo! He did it for us, Amen to confess our uh, creed, this is a confession of faith, and the reason why we do this is because we believe it, and the Bible says that there's power in our tongue to bring life or bring death, and we speak life over our family, over this community, over our nation, and that's why we believe in reciting this week after week, because we want to let the world know the morals that we stand upon. This is our Christian worldview. We will live and die by this in Jesus' name. You know why? Because our brothers and sisters in Christ all throughout the nations are dying for this. They're living for it and they're dying for it. Americans, right now, we have the freedom. We don't have to die for it quite yet. But if persecution came to our nation, these are the things that we would be uh, martyred for. So we believe this with passion, amen? Let's recite it on uh, on one, two, and three. I believe in one God and creator who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Father who so loved the world, the Son who purchased my salvation in his death, burial, and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus and the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the United Church of Jesus Christ, built upon apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind, It is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone, and for the glory of God alone. Amen. Praise Him. If you need prayer, our prayer workers are right here. Pastor Berto, Pastor Lauren, come receive prayer. Hang out. Give somebody a hug and a high five. Amen, amen, amen. Who's excited to be at MPI this morning? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Metro Praise International. On behalf of myself and all the leadership here, we thank you for joining us this morning and choosing our church to worship God. Uh, We want to welcome all of our first-time visitors. If this is your first time, if you could just wave your hand in the air. If you did not receive one of these at the door, fill out the bottom portion, drop it in the drop box. We would love to connect with you throughout this week. Our services here are every Sunday at 10 a.m., and then Elevate every Friday at 7 p.m. Our teenagers meet. They're blowing up their high schools, winning their friends for Jesus, and it's just an exciting, exciting place to be, amen? Our um, exciting announcement for you is that we want you to join us on this journey this year of life-changing devotions, okay? and I'm going to read this cool little funny thing here. You're not making plans to daily pray and study God's word, This is why 2015 will be exactly like 2014. Start the life-changing devotions today. Okay, so look to your neighbor, say, are you with me? Look to your other neighbor, say, let's do this. Let's do it. Okay, so you can, it's not too late. It's only January 4th, so you could catch up. It's lifechangingdevotions.org. My husband, Pastor Joe, has written all these daily devotions to encourage our faith each month. Has its own 30 day series topic. So you could choose whatever month you want, or you could start from January and go all throughout December. So join us with that journey and grow closer in your relationship to the Lord and as you build your faith. Amen. Our vision here is very simple it's loving God, loving people. Our discipleship strategy is threefold connect, mentor, and send. We want to connect you, mentor you, and disciple you. And then we want to send you out so that you can live for Jesus. And in just a few moments, our life group leaders are actually going to come up here as they get ready to present to you how you can connect to the church and connect to Jesus. And, and then our mentorship is basically through our 101 book, uh, Welcome to Your New Life and Disciples That Make Disciples. We want to send you out to live like Jesus. And then our goal is to have 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches here and then 500 around the world if you believe we can do that say amen and as our life group leaders come on up and line up if you could please take out your handouts they're going to line up from the left side of the stage right here King's Kids is going to start right here with Miss Ashley who is filling in for Pastor Sue Ellen Walker who's home with her sick little babies we pray healing for them so starting from here, and they're all going to line up according to the handout. And I'm just going to pass down the mic, and they're going to love on you, invite you to their ministry, to their home, and they're just going to share with you what they're about and what they're presenting in this new quarter of Life Groups. Come on, give it up for them as they come on up. Clap it up. We thank our Life Group leaders, and we're going to start with Ashley.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Ashley. I'm a deacon here at Metro Praise. I'm filling in for Sue Ellen. She's out with sick baby, so pray for him. Every Wednesday night, we have King's kids from infant to fifth grade. You can bring them yourself and stay with them. You can drop them off. It's from 630 to 8 p.m. We have a lot of fun. It's kind of like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, but a Christian version, okay? So it's here at the church every Wednesday weekly, 630 to 8 p.m., and every last week of the month, we have a big party. We have a lot of fun. So bring them on out, all right?
3: Amen. Um, amen. My name is Pastor Brett. I'm campus pastor here along with my wife, Crisella. She has her food today, so, um, that's why she's not standing next to me, but Jared is. Amen. But, um, real quick, we also lead our, our Bible study every Friday night at 7 o'clock, okay? We're right by near Wright College, okay, Nago and Gunnison area. We do have childcare, and we also have a Facebook page, so like us on Facebook, add us on there. I mean, request us as friends, that way uh, you guys can know what's going on, um, it's always a great time to get together. Every Friday, we have a good time of worship and a word. Amen. We have childcare, like I mentioned, so don't feel shy to bring your children, bring the whole family. It's always a good time, powerful time and time of worship. That's Brother Adam leads us in, in the presence. And just remember the words that Jesus said. He says, Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Jesus has a lot of oil to fill you up as well. Okay, we all have the lamps. We got to fill them up for this year, right? Because he's preparing this church. God is serious about his, about his church. So he wants to parent you guys to be the voice of this nation and to the nations.
4: Amen. So please come on by. Amen. 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 And uh, similarly on Friday nights, my wife and I, we host a Bible study. And uh, my wife's not here. Berto's here. But my wife is not. She's at home with the boys. Pray for the boys. They're not feeling good. Uh, every Friday night we get in our, our house and we just worship God. And we study the Word. This quarter, we're studying the book of James. Anybody here named James? Okay, because then you have to come. If you have a friend named James, you got to bring them. And then for the Bible scholars, you're just excited about studying the book of James. It's going to be a great time. We're just going in the Word, learning it, applying it, praying it, getting accountable with one another in community. Amen? And then... There's more. Uh, that's Friday nights at 7, but Saturday nights at 5, I lead evangelism. We meet here at 5 p.m., we pray, and we hit the streets of Chicago. Right now, we're going to the Blue Line, Milwaukee and Kedzie and Logan Square. Every, every uh, Saturday, we're just hitting it up. All the people going through that place and uh, have so many wonderful experiences. And every last Saturday, we're going to the projects, Diversity and Clybourne, the Lathrop Homes. We're going to go in love on uh, the people over there in the projects every last Saturday of the month. So that's every Saturday at 5. Come join us.
5: Amen. That's awesome. My name is Ishmael Lopez. I'm an elder here at Metro Praise. Uh, I lead the Worship Life Group. So 201, deacons and elders, you are welcome if you want to be a part of the Worship Life Group, meaning being in the band, singing, doing the sound ministry, doing the lights, making them flicker, all right? If you want to be a part of that, please come see me. We meet every, um, twice a month after church, so uh, we're meeting today, so if you talk to me after ch- after service. Also, I lead the single men's life group, so single men, make some noise, <laughs> all five of you. We have a lot of guys that are in friend zone, so, you know, we, we're going to hang out at nini's deli once a month we're meeting next week so guys that are have been friend zoned for a while just come on to nini's deli and we have a good time man we just love on each other that's no Uh, sorry (laughs) you know in a biblical way in a biblical way and then uh, we just love people and we have a, a good time and i'm just gonna pass the mic over to lauren here thank you very much Uh, My
2: name is Pastor Lauren. I lead the Single Moms Ministry. We meet every other Sunday at 5 p.m. Today is our first Sunday, and then every other Sunday after that. If you are a single mother or you know a single mom, please come out and join us. We would love to have you. We've seen God do amazing things in the lives of these women, and um, we just want to see God do more in your lives. Amen?
3: Hello, I am
2: Robin Lopez. I am an elder here, and I lead the Single Ladies. (laughs) Ladies, thanks.
1: <laughs> Single Ladies meets first Tuesday of every month. That's this Tuesday coming up. We meet 7 o'clock at Woodfield Mall at the Grand Court area. I will text you or call you or Facebook you of ev- exact location every time. Since it's the holidays, they're moving things around. So be on Facebook and have my phone number, and I will text you and do whatever I can to get you to this exact point. And those that n- have been know exactly what I'm talking about, and then we will just encourage each other, get grow together, get good friendships, and live the rest of our life as friends. Uh, yes, yes
6: awesome. uh, Hello, my name is Ricky. This is my beautiful wife, Rachel. We do the marriage life group. Any married couples here? Yeah. Any, anybody happy? Happy married couples? Yes, awesome. Okay, if you've been married for any amount of time, you know that there's going to be conflict. Whether it's big or little, you know, you get into arguments, there's going to be issues. And so, what we want to do this quarter is uh, how to um, biblically solve these conflicts the right way so that there could be peace. So, we want to talk about being peacemakers, amen, so that there could be peace in the marriage. That's always a good thing, amen. You know that when you're in conflict, when you have an argument, when you're kind of battling, it takes energy. It takes a lot of effort, so we want to try to handle that the right way, biblically, and um, so that we can be peacemakers, amen? So come to my house. We meet once a month, every third Sunday of the month, at 5 o'clock. I live about five minutes from here. We do have child care, so if you're married, please come on by, amen? Awesome.
7: If you are in the resistance, please make some noise. <laughs> All right, um, everybody, my name is Lawrence. I'm a deacon. I, uh, I'm one of the leaders of the Resistance Life Group youth-based life group, you know, um, going into 2015, guys, there is such a stigma on this generation to just get addicted to drugs, pornography, get into relationships, just waste their lives playing video games, and on all this worthless stuff. Guys, we're here to raise up the next generation and, and empower them to walk out in godliness and holiness and purity, and, and we just want to see them raise, uh, raise, we want to see them rise up in their schools, in their families, in this city. And we believe God's going to do that, and that's what the resistance is about. If you're a youth and you want to see this city on fire, and, and God can use you. And we just invite you to come out. It's every first and third Thursday at uh, 6 p.m. We have worship, evangelism. Come on by.
4: Awesome. Uh, my name is Steve Ramos. Uh, I, myself, and my wife lead the uh, Righteously Redeemed for Elevate Uh, life group on first wednesday and last wednesday of the month this wednesday my wife will be bringing the word of god praise god for that and the last wednesday we're actually having a movie night and we're going to be watching god's not dead so if you guys are interested in just elevating in jesus and want to get closer to jesus come to this life group man and get filled amen
1: amen let's give it up for the life group leaders one more time as they make their way to their seats we want to give you a snapshot of all the life groups that are meeting just this week. we got a busy week today. Uh, we have the Worship Life Group meeting after church at 1230. It's 201 elders and deacons. Also, along uh, with today, it's our single mamas. They always have child care provided, 5 p.m. Tuesday, our single ladies are meeting, 18 and up, at Woodfield Mall at 7. This Wednesday, we have our Righteously Redeemed uh, Youth Life Group meeting. They're 11 to 18 years old, 6 p.m. You're going to meet here. Wednesday, we have our weekly King's Kids Life Group. It's infant to 11 years old. You could drop them off at 6.30, pick them up at 8, or you could stay with them. You could use that hour and a half to your advantage. Groceries, laundromat, something. Go on a date night with your husband. We will take care of your children. Friday, we have two adult Bible studies, one at the Govea's, one at the Walker's. 18 years and up, childcare included. 7 p.m. Be there. That is the place you want to be. All adults on a weekly basis, and then Saturday, our evangelism team—they're meeting here 5 p.m. Going onto the streets and telling people about Jesus. Somebody say Amen. amen. Who is excited right now about getting into our tithing lesson? Come on! If you can, please turn with me uh, in your phones to disciples to no to givingbook.org. If you go to givingbook.org, it's going to take you straight to that section on our website um, for the lessons that we are going to be going over today. So it's the Disciples' Giving Book. We'll come right up. And if you scroll down, we are starting the book from the beginning. So we are in Section 1, Lesson 1. And if you could just click on that link, a number one implied. Today's lesson is the tithe was implied with Cain and Abel. If you could turn in your Bibles to Genesis Chapter 4 three through seven. Those are the verses that we are going to be reading. And before I do, I want to give you the definition of tithe. The tithe is 10% of our total income given to God faithfully. So for the next 14 weeks of this section, we're going to be in this section for 14 weeks. We're going to be learning specifically about tithing scriptures and how the, uh, the Bible teaches us to do that faithfully so that we could be obedient to God. Let's start reading in Genesis. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Here are the main points that we can pull out from this uh, passage of Scripture. Number one, God judges what we offer him. God judged both offerings from Cain and Abel on a standard that must have been known to both of them in advance. Most likely the standard of giving was similar back then to the tithe, which was probably given to Adam by God and passed down. So they were both held to this standard of giving. According to the knowledge that we get from the scriptures, they both knew that standard, and God was judging their offering. Number two, everyone can do right. God clearly tells Cain that if he does what is right, this implies keeping the giving standard like the tithe, his gift would be accepted. The reason why his gift was not accepted was because Cain gave the Lord his leftovers. Abel gave his first fruits his f- the, the first fruits of his flock but Cain gave his leftovers and how we apply that to lo- to our life is God doesn't want our leftovers he wants our best and our best according to the scripture is being faithful to that 10% tithe of our total income and then we offer anything above that that he tells us to but the tithe belongs to the Lord number three don't let sin rule over you the opposite of doing what God commands is sin how many of you guys know that f- We do the opposite of his commandments, it's sin. Even when it comes to giving, thus we are to be obedient to his standard of giving. It's his standard that we obey, not our standard. The Bible gives us the standard of God for morality, for giving, for finances, for holiness, for everything. And a lot of times in this world, you know, the unbelievers and sometimes us in the church, we want it to be our standard. We get to kind of pick and choose and kind of cut corners around, but God's word will remain all by itself and we have to come up to his standard. Amen. Please come up to your feet with me this morning. Stand up. Let's read this summary. The very fact that Cain's offering was rejected and Abel's was accepted implies a standard like the tithe, from the time of Adam and Eve. So we know that there t- that tithing is a standard in scripture from the beginning. Let's apply this to our life in two ways. Number one, resist the temptation to sin and withhold the tithe from God. How many of you guys want to do that this year and really be challenged in this area of tithing in your life? Come on. Number two, be a tither. Always give God your best with your first fruit. Let's prepare to confess this. I want us to kind of take our time. This is a new confession. There's a lot of little words, there's actually a, a little difficult word in here. And I want us to m- make sure we get this nice and smooth on the count of three. One, two, three. The tithe was implied with Cain and Abel, revealed to Abraham, established in the law of Moses, and is still relevant for today. It comes with a blessing and a curse. and must be qualitative, a priority, and a fa- faithful practice in our lives. The tithe advances the kingdom of God, tests our maturity, Breaks the attitude of greed through obedience, is mandated for all, and brings us into partnership with God and his church. I love that part. When we are faithful tithers and givers, we are partnering with God, with his kingdom, with his church, so that it comes down to it. So his kingdom in heaven comes here. How many of you guys are excited about partnering with God in your finances? Come on, as we prepare to give our tithes and offerings this morning... I want to give uh, you the announcement of our mission pledge fund that we did all throughout 2014. We will be going to the Philippines in 2015. We'll be arranging those plans, and I want to give you that uh, show you that slide uh, of what we've raised. You guys did it by God's grace and faithfulness to your lives, twenty thousand four hundred and eighty seven dollars was raised because of your obedience and sacrifice to the Lord. Our goal was to raise twenty thousand, and we went above that. And all that access belongs to the Lord. And so I thank you, every single one of you, who made that possible, who made those pledges and stuck with it. Look what the body of Christ can do when we rally together, partner with God in His church, so that we can win nations for Jesus. Amen. Our, again, here at MPI, we believe the tithe is ten percent of our total income. Anything above that is an offering, and we de- designate offerings either to missions or to building please be very clear on the envelope where you want your monies to go Um, make sure the amount of money is listed into each section and write your name legibly and let's recite this bible verse together acts 20 35 the lord jesus himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive let's pray god we thank you so much for your abundance god for your faithfulness. We thank you for prospering us, for meeting our needs according to your glorious riches. I thank you for every tither and giver in this place. And for those that are struggling, I pray that this year will be a new year of understanding what it means to put you first in our t- in our tithes and offerings, to put you first in our finances. I pray that you bless MPI, all the people here. Help us to increase in our jobs. Help us to increase, God, with all that we need to do to live life for you and to partner with your kingdom so that we can see your kingdom come to this earth. Bless the gift, the giver, and Chicago, God, so that we can win Chicago for you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Please come forward this morning as you give to the Lord.
8: Amen. How many are ready for a new year? Come on, make some noise. If you're ready for a new year, go woo-woo. Come on. We are so thankful for 2015. If you're here and alive, are you excited? Can I hear an amen? Man, I'm so glad to be alive. I'm so glad to be in his presence. I'm so glad to be with you, my church family. This is where the fun is at. Amen. Amen. This is where it's at. This is my Super Bowl every single week. And I hope you look forward to it. I mean, especially a day like today, the weather is terrible. It's it's strictly Chicago-style weather, though. We can take it, amen. But, you know, you look at the weather, and it's like, man, what am I going to do? I'm going to come to church. I'm going to be with my BFFs. I'm going to hang out with Jesus. I'm going to worship. Does it get any more exciting than that? Y'all looking at me lame right now. Where else do you wish you would be? Where do you want to be? You want to be at a concert? Would you rather be at a Super Bowl game? I'm telling you, this is where we want to be, right? Can you think of any place better than the house of God? I cannot. And if you think, well, I can kind of think of someplace better, see what happens when you lose a loved one. Somebody dies in your family. Go there and see if they heal your broken heart. Hey, see what happens if you lose your job, if they'll let you in. I'm with that that, a movie right now. Lose your job and see if they'll let you in for free. They ain't letting you in because they don't love you like the church loves you, folks. I hear it all the time, all oh, those pastors they make all that money. Hey, 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 what about that store that takes all your money? What about that store? What about that restaurant? Do you ever think about that? What about those Cubs or those Bears or those Bulls? They take all your money. Show up one time to your favorite restaurant. They'll never feed you. Show up one time to your favorite team. They'll never let you in the door. But you show up here every week for F-R-E-E free because we're going to love you just as you are. Amen. Now, if you don't want to be loved, that's up to you. You can stay all grumpy on your couch by yourself. You can sleep in your little pajamas and sleep in on Sunday if you want, but I want to be in the church. I want to be where God's people are, baby. And I'm pumped up because, man, we got so much to talk about from 2014. Man, God did it. He just blew up and did some stuff. So I'm going to give this review to you right now. We have it online at the website. You can check it out, PDF. It's there. Let me show you some good stuff that God did this year. Let's start with discipleship. Let me tell you, baby, making disciples is our business, and business is good. Y'all, are y'all lame this morning? Dude, get some party music. I need party music. To help them get crunk, every time I say something, you just put up that music, and we're gonna get them. Not that. No, 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 no. That's like that car dealership music that we have on during the announcements. We worked on that. That's supposed to be there. No, but man, I want, I want some like drop it like it's hot, pumped up, either hip hop or get a secular beat. Like, give me the party secular beat. Give me something. I'll even have a drummer come up here because I'm excited. We started last year, 2014, with 92 disciples. We ended last month with 129. Isn't that awesome? Oh, I need a drummer up here. Y'all playing with me. I need a drummer. I need Vinny. I need this to feel like a nightclub right now because we're going to dance and get excited. Man, I'm, I'm just feeling. It. So get the drummer up here. Let's get Ishmael. Let's get Vinny. Get me some pumped up music. Give it up for Vinny. Dude, he's looking good, 2015. Come on. There we go. Oh, okay, but no, but I still need you up there. You're going to take it to another level. No, let's give it up for Ish. Come on. Ish got healthy in 2015. So did I. Are we going to loosen some of it? Are we going to release some of it? Okay, look at uh, the blue is our elders, deacons are the red, green is the 201, and the purple is the 101. We had our biggest increases in the 101. So if you're doing that right now, that's so awesome. We started off at 30, now we're at 64, 25 to 37, and there's some changes in our leadership, but they're sticking with us, and God is doing a good thing. Can we give it up for 129 disciples in the house, amen? That's what we're about, that vision that you hear every week. Let's go to the next slide. Here's the attendance, baby. We started off with 86 in uh, uh, 115. Here, oh, rather we started like this. The blue is 2013, so you can go back two years to see what it was about. Yeah, give me this little in the background. We gonna work on that. Yeah. Uh. Well, we drop it like it's hot, baby. This is the spot. Come on, put up the bass. Yeah. Uh. Come on, put them up a little bit more. Rattle these walls. Rattle them, y'all. You teasing with me? This is like an old folks' home right now. Yeah, we go. I want the people under the speakers to get scared. Yeah, at MPI to the day I die. Whoa, MPI to the day I. Whoa, MPI. Okay, okay, okay. We rattling them. Okay, yeah. Okay. Woo! So 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Dude, I don't even know what to do. Yeah, turn down the monitor. I'm about ready to blow this thing up. Uh, I'm so hyped right now. Yeah, just turn down the monitor just a smidge. Ooh. Dude! I can't get off this. MP, you get, okay, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. Put him up a little bit, tweak him up a little bit, and get me a singer up here. Who can sing? Is, is Desi here or she sick? Get Lauren, where's the L dog? Get L dog! L dog! L, L dog! Uh, uh, yo, yo, that's my dog, L dog! Yo, that's my dog, L dog! Okay, yeah, grab that mic. Okay, here we go, keep going, keep going. MPI to the day I die, MPI to the, come on! Whoa! Whoa. To the day I die. Oh. To the oh, here we go. Do it again. Say MPI to the day I die. MPI to the day I die. MPI to the day I die. I'm lifting Jesus Christ up in the shy. MPI to the day I die. Come on. M-P- MPI to the day I
0: die.
8: Whoa. MPI to the day I die. Whoa, I'm lifting up Jesus Christ in the shine. If you love Jesus, throw them hands up. Whoa, if you love Jesus, throw them hands up. Well, if you love Jesus, throw them hands up. Now make some noise. Well, when I say Jesus, everybody say Christ, say Jesus, saying Jesus. Well, when I say holy, everybody say go say holy, saying holy. Well, when I say heaven, everybody say yeah, heaven heaven. Well, when I say hell, everybody say no. Say hell. Say hell. Well, it's MPI to the day I die. Well, it's MP. Well, I've lifted Jesus Christ up in the shine. Make some noise. Okay, you stay up here. Woo! Oh, keep it going. Well, there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Ain't no party like a holy, ain't no party like a, cause it don't stop, yo it don't stop. Well there ain't no party like a, well there ain't no party like a, well there ain't no party like a, well it don't stop, yo it don't stop, well it don't stop till everybody's knees drop. Don't stop until everybody's knees drop. Okay, okay, here we go. Stay up here. This is what I'm excited about. I'm (laughs) excited. I told you we're going to just knock it off the rails today. (sighs) Got Vinny. Yes. Thank you for. Let's give it up for Vinny. Now, just turn them down just a little bit, just a little bit. Started 2013 was 86. We ended that year with 114. You can see. 2013, people dropped off around Christmas. They forgot Jesus was the reason for the season. This year, we started off at 115, ended at 179. Give it up for Jesus. Come on. Look at this next step right here. Look at all this good stuff. We average in 2013, 91 disciples, 107 in 2014, plus 16. When you look at from 92 to 129 the whole year, increase 37. Everybody say, disciples. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Say, disciples. Oh, say, disciples. Whoa. Say, Disciples. Listen right here. Well, I'm a JC soldier, I drop it like it's hot, MPI be the spot, and I come to get that lot. but it's my word, and you gotta get that word up in your heart so you can live, so you gotta observe. I used to run them streets, boy, hitting on them beats, but now I live for Jesus Christ, and I'm a real freak for my man, JC, and if you love me, and if you love JC, everybody screams, say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, say, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a DOC to the day I die. I'm a DOC to the day I die. <clears throat> Disciples of Christ. DOC, everybody say the Oh, Okay, anyways. The attendance started at 123. Oh, 123 was the average 2013. 149 in 2014 plus 26. In 2014, the growth was from 115 to 179, plus 64. Somebody say amen. Grew 64 people. Baptisms. How many get excited about baptisms? That's what's up. 27 adults, 13 youth, 40 total, 15 SUM students. So I got any SUM students up in the place? Represent. Come on. Well, when I say connect, y'all say mentor. Connect. 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 But when I say connect, y'all say mentor, connect. Okay, now we're going to do this. Y'all going to be connect. You guys going to be mentor. Everybody say mentor right here. And you guys say send. Say send. Okay, say connect. Mentor, send. Say connect. Mentor. Say connect. Come on one more time. Say connect. Come on, baby. Say connect. Oh, oh. What it be about. What you say, y'all? Ow! <laughs> oh, I have lost my mind. I have lost my mind. Metro praise. 80% disciples make some noise for that. Come on. Woo! It's Holy Ghost aerobics up here. Let's get to the next slide. We've got all those life groups. Here's some quick stats. Kings kids. Reached over 140, two different times, back to school, Christmas party. Give it up for Kings, kids. Come on. That's awesome. Adult Bible study, too. Last night, they had an average of 36, 18 at both. Single moms, single men, single ladies all blew it up for the first full year. And some of them single ladies are getting married. The marriage group had over 20 people. Evangelism ha- averages around 12 people. And they're even going out right now in the middle of this wintry weather. Everybody give it up for evangelism. Amen. Now go to the next slide. Elevate. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Say elevate. What? 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 Elevate. What? Elevate. Whoa, Elevate. Elevates where we be every Friday night. Going to blow up on site like dynamite. Right? How many elevators we got? Over 60 students multiple times, averaging 50. 24 students in 101. They're getting disciple. Everybody say amen. Two life groups. You heard from them today. Over 25 coming out. 13 baptisms. How many excited about baptisms? Including their leadership, over 65% are disciples. Everybody go, woo woo. Say, woo woo. Okay, bring it all down, right? Bring it to the next one. We brought in $197,662.47. Make some noise. Well, we making it rain up in the spot. Well, we making it rain up in the spot. We spent one hundred and eighty-six thousand two hundred twenty-one dollars sixty-seven. Everybody say amen. With a surplus of eleven k. Everybody say it's a party. It's a party. They make to than that. Oh, I love it. We need. To, oh, you're still up. Okay, come on. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Okay, anyways. My brother, look at you just coming in with that swag. Get him up. Yeah, we'll switch. No, no, no. Both of you. Chris, come on, come up here. Let's give it up for Chris Pittman. Yeah. You got some little flow in you right now? Come on, you got it. It's a Yeah, the best so we keep it this Well, hey, hey. well, no like I bring to the people, you the like a door. to the want to a to the $18,874 for missions in 2014, 2014, with that 1613 in 2013, that's that total of $20,487 going to the Philippines, baby. We're going to make it rain up in the Philippines. Y'all know what I mean. Be coming up in the Philippines. Y'all need a Bible? That's on MPI, baby. Y'all need some food? That's on MPI. Woo, that's so awesome. We'll go to the next one. So after our surplus, putting also to the missions, we have $20,487 tucked away, ready to be spent in the summer with $683 in savings. Everybody go amen. So if you got more than $683 in your savings, you got more than MPI, but that's okay. We spent a lot of money for Jesus, amen. Let's go to the next one. Here's how the budget was spent. You look at the green. That's where money comes in. The brown is where money comes out. The list of expenses is all there. You can check it out. You guys took care of me. You took care of the church, and you took care of the rent. Let's give it up for taking care of business. What we taking care of business? Come on, give it to me. You, you.
0: What, what? Oh, baby. Yes. yes, give it up for
8: Chris. Taking care of business. Let's go to the next one. We go into two services, Easter 2015. Make some noise. Woo. <laughs> We're going to keep the 10 a.m. to make it easy for everybody, but then we're going to bust out that 1 p.m. service for y'all who like to sleep in. Any sleeper inners here? Y'all ain't got no more excuses. Come to the 1 p.m. service. We're going to tell you more about that as it goes on, but as you can see, we packed up in the place, amen? And it ain't because of my rapping. It's because of J.C. I'm a J.C. soldier. Somebody should have told you. Woo! Okay, go to the next one. We're going to raise money for a 15-passenger van. Make some noise. We got to pick up them kids. We got to get the west side. We got to get them people without a ride. We got to get them inside. Oh, oh. We got to get this ride so we can get people inside. So we're going to raise $8,000. dollars Just keep it down because we got to get real. We got to get serious now. We're talking about money. Every, no, I'm just kidding, keep keep going, I'm kidding, half kid, okay, everybody get one of these right here, this is for the 2015 fundraiser we're doing for the building fund, we want you to get this in front of you, because we want you to pray, this 15 passenger van is not pastor's new navigator, this is for us to get people to church, amen, this is so we could take trips and not have to rent a van, because the, the 15 passenger one we have now, you can't really trust it, you know what I'm saying? So we yeah we gotta take it to another level. Here we go. If you got one of these in your hand, can I see you wave it in the air? Wave it like you care. Jesus Christ up in here. Oh oh. Okay, here it is. Dear history maker, that's you guys. Everybody say that's us. We history makers, roof breakers, Holy Ghost rump shakers. No history makers, roof breakers generation shakers. I'm a history maker. Give me, give me the beat. Baby. You got it. I'm a history maker. I'm a world changer. I'm a roof breaker. Everybody say, I'm a history maker. I'm a generation shaker. Say, I'm a roof breaker. It's real up in cheer. Okay, dear history maker, Thank you for your interest in helping MPI bring more people to church safely and effectively. We currently run our vans three times a week, helping over 50 people come to church. We use the vans for our main Sunday service, Friday youth service, and Wednesday children's ministry. Right here, take a look at it. We estimate the cost of a reliable used 15-passenger van will be around $8,000 for the title and taxes. Therefore, would you please consider... Doing the following three things. Everybody say the three things. We're going to pray, pledge, and provide. We're going to pray, pledge, and provide. We're going to pray, pledge, and provide. Okay. Pray about what God is going to do. Everybody on your own time, just say, Lord, what can I do to help? That's what we did with missions. That's how we raised over $20,000 because people prayed. Did we hunt you down, shake you the money out your pants? Like, oh, give it up. Did we do that? Did we take your tax returns and run away with it? No. Y'all prayed, and then what happened? Then you pledged. So pray and ask God, what can I give this year? Say, can I give $25 for the month? Can I give $50? On top of your ties? what can you do? And then number three, provide as the Lord gives it to you. And you know what we believe? As we give, it's given back to us, Shaking together. How many believe that? Amen? We will be receiving the pledges through our building fund. Everybody say building fund. Thank you. Which can be accessed either online or at your offering envelopes. We want to try to do this by 2015. How many believe we can do it in six months? Come on, amen, for the summer activities. Thank you for your prayerful consideration. Let's give it up for the van coming our way. In Jesus' name, it's mine. Next one. Here's our goals. Everybody say goals. Number one, let's get to 200 people in both services. Y'all believe we can do it this year? Let's get to 160 disciples. Let's buy a new van and then get a lit sign up here to be a light unto the whole neighborhood. Amen? Let's save up $10,000 so when the carpet goes out, we don't have to wait. We can fix it. And let's have an awesome Philippines mission trip where we make it rain in the Holy Ghost and help the people. If you believe it, let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Clap your hands and say, let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Would you stay standing with me, please? Can we give it up for these awesome brothers right here and the sisters? Amen. Thank you, guys. Album will be coming out never. But that's only my fault. Your guys' album will be coming out soon. Just find a better singer and rapper, better talent, right? Oh. Awesome. Let's look at this vision, please, as we get ready to pray for 2015. 14 was awesome. 15 is ahead of us. It's up to us to take that challenge and to do it with the Lord. What's our first priority in this church, the vision? Everybody say, love God, love people. Thank you. Jesus said, these are the two greatest commandments, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Let us keep that as our vision. Not only, I would encourage you, not only for us in the church, but in all that you do on your job, in your family. If you're not doing it for God and to help others, why are you doing it? You know, somebody goes, well, I just work to get paid. Well, I'm sorry. That's a miserable life to have. Money won't satisfy you. And if somebody goes, well, I just do it for my family. Well, I feel sorry for you and your family because if you don't have God in your family, one day you and your family are going to die and face judgment. So how are we to work? We're to work unto the Lord for our family. Unto the Lord though, right? So when we're on our job, we do it For the Lord, unto our family, for the benefit that, yes, they get out of that, but it's first for the Lord. And we treat people the way we want to be treated. How many think you want to, how many think if you treated your customers the way you would want to be treated, they'll be happy, they'll be satisfied. Whatever business you're in, whether you own or you're a part of a business, treat them as you want to be treated. And then the discipleship strategy. How do we love God and people? Well, we're disciples. And the best way we know to do that is connect, mentor, and send. Coming to the church, to the life groups is connect. Mentor is the 101-201. And sending is going out, being that leader into the daily life that you live. And that goal is 100,000 because we believe that there's 100,000 people that need to be disciples in this city. I believe there's 8 million that need to be disciples, but that's why there's other churches, right? So somebody's like, you guys think you're the best? No, I'm just the, the, doing the best I can. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. I'm just being the best that I can be. And somebody says, you think your church is better than everybody? No, this is just the best church for me. And and that's why I believe for 100,000. If I put up here, I believe for 8 million then you guys would be like you're selfish because what about like new life covenant what about armitage baptist what about evangel they got to get a piece of the pie amen so there's 7.9 million other people out there for the good churches of this city to reach mpi is just coming to the lord saying jesus would you give us a hundred thousand how many believe that's a good place to start Amen. 50 churches filling up the neighborhoods with churches like this neighborhood style churches, which are real, not separated by big stages and fancy preachers and pulpits, but by real disciples occupying the real neighborhoods and meeting the needs of the people. Amen. And 500 around the world means that we're going to send out missionaries just like we're going to Philippines and other places. We're going to do that all over the world, India, Pakistan, Nepal and places like that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we seek first your kingdom, Matthew 6, 33 says, as we first seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, all the things we need will be added unto us. So I pray now that you bless us as we bless you. I pray that you provide for us as we provide for your kingdom. And, Lord, as we take care of your business, that you would take care of our business. May 2015 be all about you for our family's sake and for this city's sake and the nation's sake. In Jesus' name, can I hear an amen? Can you bless them one more time if you believe it? Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Open up your Bibles with me to the book of Psalms. We're starting a new series for this new year called Our Great God. How many believe our God is great? And he's greatly to be praised. That means he's deserving of our praise. If you look at the books of the Bible, there's this theme that God is doing in the people of God. He's raising up a nation and a city. In the Old Testament, it's Jerusalem. In the New Testament, it's the New Jerusalem. And I want to tell you today about our great city. Everybody say, our great city. Come next week, we'll learn about our great vision and then the Great Commission afterwards. But I want you to learn today with me about our great city. And if you could scroll up a little bit, please, gentlemen, for those that don't have their Bibles. But if you're with me in your Bible, go to Psalms 48, verse 1. Today we're going to talk about our great city. How many love Chicago? Do you love Chicago? You know, I was just in Arizona, and they knocked on Chicago. And what do they say about Chicago? We've got bad weather. We eat too much. The politicians are corrupt. It's always messed up. Did I already say the messed up weather? Okay. Our teams lose. They used to win back in the day, but now they lose. And then they say that sometimes we're not nice. But how many think, forget all that, I still love Chicago. How many of y'all still proud to be a Chicagoan? How many believe this is a great city? Amen. Would you trade this for Phoenix, Arizona and sunshine? Some of you would. Get out then. No, I'm kidding. But I was just in Phoenix, and I understand people wanting that, but there's no place like home. I couldn't wait to get back to this wonderful weather today. And uh, as I was out there, I began to think, you know what? People don't understand Chicago. You know, they don't understand that. Yeah, we're tough sometimes, but you got to be tough in a city like this because there's a lot of bad things that could happen. But if you really get to know Chicagoans, they're some of the nicest people you ever meet. You know, I used to live in the South where people think that, you know, that's more of a nicer place. But I don't think that's true. I've had some of my best relationships with neighbors and the community in Chicago. And so I believe that we're misunderstood. I also believe there's another city that's misunderstood. And that's the city that God is building right now. If you didn't know it, God is building a city in the midst of this city right here. It's a new city. And the city that he's building, he's the king. And he's the Lord, and he wants this city to influence the city that we're in. So he said it like this in the Lord's Prayer, Pray that my kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. And so you're going to see today that the name Metro Praise International actually has a meaning. Metro Praise International, the name of our church, is actually tied into the vision of Jesus in this great city. Let me start off by saying this. Our church is here to love God and people and make disciples. But when it came to a name, God had to give me a name that would signify what our church would be about. When I was in Bible college, I was a young man, and I started praying and asking the Lord, what would I name this church? And as I began to pray, I felt the Lord direct me to the cities of America and see the needs that were there. And I was in New Orleans at the time, and I began to think of these cities and places like Chicago and I began to ask the Lord and say, what can be done here? And the Lord began to put in my heart that these places can actually become places of praise, that these people in these cities can become worshipers of our God. And so he began to put in my heart a name that would signify people worshiping him. And so if you ever wanted to know where the name Metro Praise came from, it came from the idea that in the metropolitan cities of America and the world, we would praise God. But not only does it signify what we're doing here in this building, but it signifies a city that God is building and that one day all of his people will inhabit. If you're ready to learn about the great city of God, can I hear an amen? Look at Psalms 48. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God. Can you see where somebody would come up with the name Metro Praise from that verse? Can you see it? Are you quick? Are you up this morning? Let's read that first verse again and just see if you got yourself a heavy revvy this morning on why there's a church called Metro Praise International. Let's look at this again. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth. Like the heights of Zaphon is Mount Zion. The city of the great king. Somebody say, there's a city of a great king. Now, this is just not any king. This is what kind of a king? Oh, come on, say it again. What kind of a king? A great king. God is in her citadels. That's towers. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the kings joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. They they fled in terror. Trembling, seized them there, pain like of a woman in labor. So somebody say, don't mess with this city. Come on, don't mess with it. You destroyed them like the ships of Tarsus shattered by the east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God, God makes her secure forever. Keep going. Within your temple, everybody say Temple. Thank you. So in this city, there is a what? A temple. What did the Bible say in the New Testament? Christians became the temple of the Holy Spirit. What is the church? The city of God in New Jerusalem being established. And what are we individually? The temple of God. You'll learn more about that, but see it all in this psalm written many years before Jesus. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Do you know that God's love will never fail you? People may fail you, relationships may fail you, but God will never fail you. The Bible says, like your name, oh God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. What is the third part of our name? Metro Praise International. Can we say it like we mean it? Metro Praise International. Why? Because, oh God, your praise reaches... To the ends of the earth. If you have a nation in your heart that you want to see, praise God. Shout it out in the count of three. One, two, three. Zimbabwe. Come on. Shout out another nation. China. See, to the ends of the earth, the praise of God will reach. Mount Zion. To the ends of the earth, your praise will reach. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. That is the... um, that is the, uh, the name, the nickname that God gives this new city. Nickname is what I was thinking of. The nickname Jesus gives this city. Through David here, that's the nickname. Mount Zion rejoices. Somebody say rejoices. Thank you. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go around her. Count her towers. Consider well her ramparts. View her citadels that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is what? Our God. Come on, somebody say, this God is our God. So the great king of this city is our God. And he is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Everybody say amen. Let me give you the introduction to this sermon as I briefly speak about our great city and the name that God has given us for this church. It's also found on our website when you look at YMPI. The meaning behind our name, Metro Praise International, is simple and yet profound. Simple because it means God's people, the church, are forming a city of praise throughout the nations. However, it is profound in the sense that until God establishes the new Jerusalem, his capital city upon the new earth in the kingdom of God, the church, everybody say the church, thank you, is literally his city. Paul also wrote in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And where is that temple? In the city of God, in that place, the church. Therefore, today, as the church, the body and bride of Christ, is where God dwells with his people and brings them prosperity and peace. As a result, the name Metro Praise International simply means God's city of praise for all the nations. Can I hear an amen? Are you glad that you're in Metro Praise International today? Let's get some terms as we start this whole series. Today's message is on our great city. Next week is going to be on our great vision, talking about loving God, loving people. The week after, the great commission, the great commission, connect, mentor, and send. And then I'll surprise you with the last message. Look at these terms. Everybody say great. You know, sometimes we say great and we don't really mean it. It's not great. We don't mean it. Sometimes we say we love people when we don't mean it. But the Bible certainly means that God is great. When it says great is the Lord or he is a great king, what it means is that God is the best and the most excellent in all of his ways. Now, this is not just any kind of God going to our second term. The God that the Bible is talking about is Yahweh. Everybody say Yahweh. He is the God of Israel, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he is the revelation through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So God is triune, but his name is Yahweh. In the Great Commission, the Bible says baptized in the what? Name, singular, of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So is the father rightly called Yahweh? Yes, is Jesus rightly called Yahweh? Is the Holy Spirit rightly called Yahweh? There are not three names for our God. How many names are there? One, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So this is the God that we worship. In the city of our God, the the third term there, the psalmist uses this to represent Jerusalem for the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel was a legitimate nation that had a capital, and it was called Jerusalem. Now, since the 40s, Israel has been reestablished in our world, and they have the capital again, um, or they have the city Jerusalem. But it has not fulfilled yet the prophecies that we are supposed to expect from New Jerusalem. And when you look at some of the scriptures we're going to get to, the Jerusalem that even the Jews are waiting for is where Jesus rules and reigns as the Davidic king upon a throne, and the whole world is at peace. And if you ever wondered why Jewish people did not believe the first time Jesus came was the Messiah, it's because they're believing in his second coming, a Messiah that conquers and rules the nations. But they missed the suffering servant. They only saw the ruling king. Everybody say suffering servant. There's actually just as many promises as him coming and suffering as there is of him coming and ruling. So when the Jews saw this king born in a manger who then lives and gets crucified on the cross, they said this couldn't have been our king because he was supposed to come and conquer the nations. And there's prophecies about that. But the problem is they don't understand those are the second things that Jesus does. First time he came as a baby. Everybody say Christmas. So if you think of that, that's okay. Think of Christmas, Jesus coming as a baby. Everybody say ruling king. That's when he comes again. So next time he comes, is he coming as a little baby in a manger? We're going to kick him and go, here, Dito Jesus no he's coming as a king to rule and reign so once again jewish people at that time only saw the ruling and reigning of jesus but yet the full testimony was a suffering king now we see that uh, the suffering servant now we see that he's going to come and rule and reign and that is what david is talking about and symbolically the nickname is called mount zion and what mount zion is it stands for the this name stands for the various aspects of jerusalem Can I get some water? Uh, Please, I wrapped myself horse here. Uh, Thank you. Um, Various aspects of Jerusalem, Judea, and the whole country. You'll read throughout the Bible. Sometimes Mount Zion will just refer to Jerusalem. Other times all of Israel and sometimes Judea. But this purpose, the purpose of this metaphor is to get us to understand that Mount Zion is special to God. He gives this place a nickname, like we say, Shy town He called Jerusalem Mount Zion. But then what's interesting is that, as in this psalm right here, you see that Mount Zion, thank you, sir, becomes more than just a literal place at that time. It becomes something that's actually splendid and beyond description. It's a place where only God can dwell with his people, and we'll get to that in a minute. Everybody say Mount Zion. Now, let's look at Jerusalem in the natural and learn some things about Jerusalem. When Israel established as a nation, this city, Jerusalem, was the city of God. This was the place that the temple was. And if you wanted to worship God, you had to go where? Jerusalem. Everybody say Jerusalem. Thank you. Look at your neighbor and tell them one fun fact you know about Jerusalem. Amen. Some fun facts. Here we go. Jerusalem. The name means foundation of peace. Everybody say foundation of peace. Thank you. It's where David conquered in 2 Samuel 5, 6 through 7 and made it the capital of the Israelite nation. It was the central city of their worship because the temple was there, and more specifically in the temple was the Ark of the Covenant that marked God's presence. That was the literal city of Jerusalem. The metaphor that we mentioned before is Mount what? Mount Zion and immediately you see this in the poetic writing of the Psalms because David wrote a lot of these Psalms is that immediately he begins to attribute to this natural city Jerusalem this real poetic grandeur of a place called Mount Zion he begins to describe it as a place of praise and great glory look at Psalms 2 verse 6 and then Psalm 149, 2. So let's just take a couple seconds, look at these verses, and you'll see how David began to refer to this beautiful city, starting in Psalm 2, verse 6. Everybody say Mount Zion. And then we'll tie it into this church that we're at today and what God is doing upon the earth. It's such an honor to be here serving you in this city of God. So Psalm 2, verse 6, whenever the brothers get it up there, we'll see it. And just understand that the Bible is meant to be understood. So if you have any questions about what we're talking about, talk to your life group leaders or disciples. Psalms chapter 2, verse 6. This is David talking about the Messiah and his kingdom. And God is speaking the Father over his son. And he says, yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Everybody say Zion. Now you have to understand this. I don't have much time to explain it, but I'll say it very quickly. At this time, David was ruling from Jerusalem, and yet he believed a time was coming when there would be a different king other than him ruling on this holy hill. So does everybody understand why the Jewish people began to expect a Messiah? This Messiah, this character called the Messiah, the Anointed One, Mashiach means anointed one, this anointed one would be their king, right? This is the promise of David hundreds of years before Jesus. Now think, Jesus comes, does he rule as a king? Does he start crushing the nations as it says? Just scroll uh, down, go to verse 7. It says he will be his son, he'll be begotten, and just keep scrolling down. That he'll rule the nations. Verse 9, you shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's wheel. Pause right there, please. When Jesus came, did he crush the Roman nation like a piece of pottery? So now do you understand why the Jewish people of his day missed him? Because they did not understand, before he would rule as a king, he would suffer as a servant. What is the most popular suffering servant passage in the Old Testament? Isaiah 58. Who has known the arm? Uh, who has received this revelation? Who has the right hand of the Lord been extended to? He was despised among us. All of that is talking about the suffering servant. So the great king is the suffering servant. But when he came suffering and dying, they missed him. They crucified him. But how many are glad Jesus died for our sins? How many believe there's been, uh, how many are glad there's 2,000 years of gospel preaching and you're able to get saved and come into this kingdom? Because if Jesus would have started that kingdom 2,000 years ago, you know how many people would have been in it? About a million Jewish people. That's it. You know how many Christians are upon this earth right now, not counting Roman Catholics? But I'm talking about born-again believers, about 1.5 billion. How many are excited about that kingdom to come and all of us being together? So thank God for Jesus coming to die for sins and save the nations. But there is the promise. Now go to the other scripture, Psalms 149. Quickly, Psalms 149, verse 2, going to the end of the book of Psalms. How many chapters are in the book of Psalms? Anybody knows? 150. 150. What is the longest chapter in the book of Psalms? 119, amen. And what is your psalm? Shout it out, one, two, three, your favorite one. Mine is psalm number one. I love it. Okay, we all got favorite psalms. Um, Going up there to Psalms 149, verse 2, we see again this poetic nature of Zion, and it's greater than just a natural city. It's a place that God rules and reigns spiritually with all of his people. Look at this, verse 2, let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King, And if you begin to read through this, you see the king is actually among them. He's not just in heaven. He's among them. But is the king present with David here, the Messiah king? No. So it's not the place that they literally called Jerusalem. It's that metaphoric place of Mount Zion that they were waiting for. Now, everybody say New Jerusalem. This is where it gets really good. Now, turn with me quickly to Revelations. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12. And here we're getting to the close. Can you all hang in with me for a little bit? Or do I got to rap the new Jerusalem? I'm going to (laughs) rap. Just keep tap dancing, Pastor. We like it better when you do that. Sorry, I got to preach the Bible now. Oh, shucks. He's talking about the Bible. I wish you'd rap again. How many are happy I'm done rapping and preaching now? Okay, here we go. Amen. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12. Everybody say, look for it. Because here it comes. This is the end of the New Testament. This is Jesus revealing himself to the apostle John. He's speaking, and he says, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Everybody say temple. And he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God, Yahweh, in the name of the city. of Everybody say city. City of my God, the new Jerusalem. One more time, the New Jerusalem, which will what? Come down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Okay, I don't have time to get all into the details. I'll be back there shaking hands and just blessing everybody today. So if you have time, let's talk. If you have questions, I'd really love to to discuss it with you until you want to take me out to lunch. So we'll just keep here here, until you get hungry. You're like, Pastor, let's go out to lunch. Okay, anyways. This new Jerusalem is now the fulfillment of that metaphoric place that David would talk about using the actual Jerusalem as his example. So there's three ways to look at Jerusalem in the Bible. The actual city that David lived in, that metaphoric place that was prophesied known as Mount Zion in the Old Testament, and the new one that's coming down as the people of God ruling and reigning upon the earth. Did you know you're not staying in heaven for very long? Heaven is the temporary place you will be until Jesus conquers the earth and comes down with that city. You will be upon the earth with Christ forever. He will be the king, and guess who he'll be ruling and reigning from? new Jerusalem. And why is it new? Because it's not the one that's here right now. And the city of Jerusalem, the walls go up into the sky and they're made out of the most precious gems you can read about in the Bible. And this is the place that we will see God and know him and be in relationship with him. And then we will rule and reign with him. Go with me quickly now to Revelation 21:1. Somebody say make it plain. As you're turning to Revelation 21.1 in our notes, I also make mention of this in the Old Testament. It's not just a New Testament promise. It's also an Old Testament promise. Isaiah 65, write it down if you can in your notes. Isaiah 65, Jeremiah 33, and Ezekiel 40 all talk about this literal city coming down with with God fulfilling that promise to Mount Zion. But look with me now to Revelation 21. Everybody say, now I saw. Come on, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. What is the heaven referring to there? That's not the place where we say God lives. Heaven has two different meanings in the Bible. One is a spiritual place where God is. The other place is where the stars and the atmosphere are. God is saying that he remakes the earth and he remakes our universe, starting with the atmosphere, the stars, and all that we see. Then the Bible says that as the first earth had passed away, also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the what? Holy city, the new Jerusalem. Can I just get you hype again one more time? Can you guys just hang in there, please? And there was a new city. I saw the holy city. What was it called? New Jerusalem coming down out of Heaven from God. Now, watch this. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Who does the Bible say is the bride of Christ? The church. This city represents the place where the church lives. This is the body of Christ coming down with an actual building from heaven after God has destroyed the earth at Armageddon. We are coming with him and this building to forever dwell in the new Jerusalem. How many want to be there when he comes? Amen. Just go on down a few more verses to verse 10 now, please, of that same passage, Revelation 21.10. And you'll see one more time the promise here that God is giving us about this wonderful city. Look at this. Everybody say the new Jerusalem. Starting in verse 9. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven plagues came to me and talked with me saying, Come, I will show you the what? The bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was that of the most precious stone, like jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had 12 great and high walls with 12 great gates and 12 angels at the gates. And names were written on them, which are, uh, keep going, please. Which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel? Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south. I just get goosebumps reading about this. I'm so serious. Three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on there were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he had talked with me and gave me a gold reed to measure out the city and its gates and its walls. And the city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs in length, breadth, and height. Uh, Google New Jerusalem pictures some people have taken actually a model on a globe, I've I've showed it here before they took a globe and they made this to show you this place will stick out into space, there's enough do, do you know that a billion people could all live in just one state like Texas so it's bigger than Texas and all the people can live in this beautiful place called New Jerusalem and it's just as high as it is wide and they'll Google it for us can I give you the application somebody say make it plain Band, would you come, please? Number one, be born again. Everybody say be born again. Thank you. Be born again and become a citizen of that new kingdom that's coming, the new city. Because the only way that you can get in is by being born again. Of course, there's great churches in our city that don't have the name Metro Praise. So they're going to be there too. Because it's not based on a church membership. It's based on being born again. So have you been born again? Being born again gets your name, the Bible says, written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Have you ever gone to the gym and had to give those little credit card or uh, little membership cards to get in? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Does anybody here work out? Okay. Does anybody have one of those? Okay. You got to give it to them, don't ya? you? You got to show them your name. When you die, are you getting accepted into heaven to wait to be in New Jerusalem? Your name has to be written down. The only way your name is written down is if you're born again. Please do that. Look at this. Does everybody get a picture of this? That's literally to scale 12,000 furlongs is is over 144 miles, high as it is wide. That's what the New Jerusalem will look like. The Bible says there will be no sea, nothing but land, And the glory of God will be in that temple. We will come in and out, and that's where we will dwell. You may say, that looks like make-believe. No, this is what I believe. It's not make-believe, it's what Jesus said. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. That's why he's gone. You say, "Well, well, if Jesus is real, why isn't he still here? He left to prepare a place so the gospel would be preached and that he would come back for us. And as it said in Psalms 2, those who are not born again, because here's the thing. You may say, well, I'm kind of undecided. No, you already made your decision. That means you're not going to get in. He will conquer the nations. The Bible says when he comes on the day of Armageddon, over a billion will die in one battle. The blood will be as as high as a horse's head, running from here to Rockford over 40 miles. A river of blood. You may say, I don't like that kind of Jesus. Well, you don't get the choice of the kind of king that creates you. This is the king who created you, and he's a great king. But he welcomes everyone into his kingdom, does he not? Is the gospel being preached to everyone here? No racism, no classism, no one judging on any of those things. The gospel's being preached. The message is going out. Come, come. Just like in the day of Noah's Ark. Come on, get in. There's room in the city for you. There's room. Everybody can be born again. The second application is if you don't have a church, join this church. Because it's a pretty cool church. It's a church that's named after a place just like this called Metro Praise International. To be more specific, we could have called it New Jerusalem. And maybe there's a great church that has that name as well. But if you're not a part of a church, join Metro Praise. How do you do that? You start the 101 and begin discipleship. We don't do membership classes. We don't shake your hand and just say, hey, now you're in. You're in the moment you came in the door, okay? You're already in. But if you want to join with us, be a disciple. That's what Jesus told us to make. And you'll hear about that this month. How many disciples do we have? Can I hear some noise for that? Amen. And then number three, thank you. Would you go and preach with us and invite others to come into this great city? Say, accept Jesus to your neighbor. Accept Jesus to your family member and tell them God is preparing a city for us. And if you're born again. You get your name written down. And when he comes to rule and reign, you'll rule and reign with him. And when you give, your treasures are stored and you rule in blessing and honor and praise with him. That's what you're supposed to do for your friends. That's the best message you can give, amen, is the message of the gospel. And lastly, would you look at this prophecy with me? And let's see if we can pray for this over our church, specifically this year. Metro Praise International. Verse. 33, uh, chapter 33 and verse 9 of Jeremiah, then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all the nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. I was just in Phoenix, Arizona with Jerry getting married, and the people of Arizona were saying, we hear such good things about Metro Praise. The Philippines are saying, We're hearing such good things about Metro Praise. I want neighbors down the street, your friends, to say I'm hearing such good things about that place. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Before we stand, I want to ask you this question for 2015. Do you want prosperity in your life? Just be honest. Do you want to prosper? Do you want to prosper at your job do you want to prosper in your family do you want a good car Do you want a good house do you want to prosper how about this number two do you want peace anybody here want peace do you want peace in the streets Do you want peace in your home do you want peace in your marriage the bible says bless his city be a part of the city because that's where he blesses and where he prospers my dad taught me a long time ago he was a businessman he's retired now he taught me a long time ago he said joe If you take care of God's business, He takes care of your business. You take care of God's home, He'll take care of your home. You take care of what's important to God, God will take care of what's important to you. This is important to God. This church is important to God. These life groups, these Bible studies, the things we teach them are important to them. And when you seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, all these things will be given unto you, prosperity and peace. He promised He'll do it for you. So partner with a good church. Partner with Metro Praise, this future city of God. Amen. And let us change this world and all the people that live in it. Can I I hear you say amen as you stand to your feet and bless him. Come on. of workers, would you come? Let's pray. Thank you for your patience today. I know we went a little long, and if you don't like rap, I really apologize. That must have been tough for you. <laughs> oh, man, let's just pray. Father, I thank you today for this church, this beautiful city where your temple is. I pray that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, that today, before they leave, they'll get to know you. With every head bowed and eyes closed, have you been born again? If you haven't, will you ask Jesus into your heart right now? It's simple. Just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. You came as a suffering servant. You rose again on the third day. Come on, that's the confession we make to be saved. If that's you, just do it right now. Those of you who are already saved, would you take a few moments at the first Sunday of the year and set your heart on God's city? Would you do that right now? Come on, pray for God's church. You don't have to just pray for Metro Praise here. Pray for the city. Pray for the nations. Come on, pray for wherever God's people are. Pray for the believers of Iraq right now. Look at how they're suffering. Let's just set our heart on God's city. 30 seconds right now. You can pray for us, pray for my family. You can pray anything you can think of for the church. 30 seconds, let's pray for God's people. Jesus, 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 you are beautiful in your holy place. Oh, God, move among your people. Let all the churches serve you. Remove hypocrisy, remove sin. Let there be purity. Let this bride be pure and spotless, oh God. Ten more seconds. Pray for the city of God, his church. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing among the earth. We ask you to be with persecuted believers in China, North Korea, communist countries. Also with those in Islamic countries like Iraq, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan. Oh, Lord be with those who are suffering and lastly before we go would you pray for peace and prosperity in your life so if you get mad at me at least you can say well he asked me to pray for my family so I can't get too upset we went late because that's what I'm asking you to do before we go so please be patient with me I'm giving you time here to pray for your own family now would you think of some things we're together the Bible says we're two or more gathered here he is Just pray for your family, your home. What do you want to see God do there this year? It's okay to ask him to bless you with prosperity. He said he would. Maybe your marriage has been troubled. Pray for peace. Peace, prosperity in your family right now. 20 more seconds. Would you do that? Come on, Rachel, sing a blessing over some homes right now. Would you sing a blessing over them? Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, we bless the families here today the tribes of God that are represented here from all over the city God bless marriages bless the children may they grow up in the fear and admonition of our God keep their communities safe keep their neighborhoods safe provide jobs and occupations God make Chicago a city of industry again a place of blessing remove corruption from our government officials oh Lord. we need you God upon our streets and in our cities and our homes ask you to do it, because you said you would. You said you would. Amen. As we get ready to dismiss, if you believe it, can I hear you say amen? I don't want to preach again, but how many believe the answer to Chicago politicians is the disciples of Christ, to corrupt politicians? How many believe the answer to violence in the city is disciples of Christ? How many believe that teen pregnancy can be solved with, with disciples of Christ? We make the difference, don't we? Before we dismiss, all these prayer workers are up here for you to pray for any needs you have. If you want to ask Jesus into your heart, if you want to just lift up the different needs that you have, or you just want to ask them for advice, they're up here for you. Would you take somebody's hand now? We're going to close out. I'm going to have the man of God who was singing for us pray for us. And as we do, I want you to hear my prayer for him first. Because Monique, would you come? They had a miscarriage last week. And you wouldn't know it by looking at them today because they came in faith believing that God would heal them. And so they're going to meet me at this altar, and I'm going to pray for them. But as I get ready to let him pray, I want to pray right now. And as a congregation, I want us to believe God to heal her body and heal their emotions right now. Father, we thank you for Chris and Monique. And we can't imagine what they're going through right now the pain, the hurt, the disappointment, but Lord, you do, and that's why you came as a suffering servant. You came to carry our sorrows. You bore our griefs. You did this so that you could heal the brokenhearted, and Lord, I just honor their faith today coming to church not staying at home wearing sackcloth and ashes, pajamas and feeling sorry for themselves. They said, I'm going to the city of my God and I will be in his praise and his joy and his blessings. And Lord, honor that faith in the name of Jesus and heal them, deeply restore them and give them a hope and a future in Jesus' name. And now, Chris, the man of faith, would you pray for these people and our family here that we, we will live this out? Jesus. Amen, amen. Lord, we just, we just thank
2: yes, you God. right now just for bringing us together, Jesus. God. Bringing us together as a city, yes. praising you, God, loving you, knowing what you ask, knowing what your will is. And, Lord, just you giving us an opportunity to say, everyone, come. Come close. You, just, you adopt us all, Lord, into your family. And we are so thankful, Lord, because of your goodness, God. And right now, God, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Even though things may happen, God, those do not change how good you are. Lord Jesus, I just pray that every person in here today, God, that heard the word, that heard the message, God, let that be something, Lord, that just burns in their heart, God, to say, God, I want you. I want to be in your city. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, to continue to change the city that we are in now. Lord, let us really make a difference in the people's lives that we meet. Every little bit counts, God. Every person that we come in contact with, God, use us mightily, God. In Jesus' name we pray.
8: Come on, Metro Praise. Praise him one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. You're dismissed. Slap your neighbor high five and say, let's get your praise on. Amen. Monique, let me pray for you. If you need prayer, come on up. Otherwise, enjoy your week. Happy New Year.